Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Toast of the Art Show, where every third Saturday we get to chat with artist Victoria Chick. Uh, Victoria is a contemporary figurative artist and an early 19th and 20th century print collector. She's also worked as an art educator. Uh, she received a BA in art from the University of Missouri in Kansas City and is awarded an MFA in painting from Kent State University in Ohio. Now, Ohio, excuse me, I can say that correctly. Now, I normally don't talk about all her qualifications, but I'm going to today. Um, you know, she's on our show every third Saturday. She's been on our show for a gazillion years of Big Blend Radio. I, it's since the day one, right, Victoria? You've been on since the very beginning of Big Blend Radio. I know. Yeah. Since day, since day one is right. That's right. Um, so that means we're all spring chickens. And hello, Victoria, <laughs> how are you? She's going to say, I'm just ducky. We're spring chickens and ducks today, right? <laughs> That's right. how it is. <laughs> So um, I bring all of this up because Victoria um, is an amazing artist. You can see her work at victoriachick.com. But, you know, she is lives in Silver City, New Mexico, which is in the southwest corner of the state, the land of enchantment. And we first connected with her when she was based out of San Diego County. And so were we. Then she moved. We also moved. Um, we were in Tucson, I think. When was it? No, actually, we were up in Joshua Tree area. And she's like. Right. Mike and I moved to Silver City, New Mexico, so you girls need to come over here. So Nancy and I said, okay, we'll take a drive. And this is before we were traveling full time, as we do now. And um, we've been going back and forth to Silver City um, for as long as I can remember. And it's all Victoria's fault. And we love it because <laughs> Silver City is a beautiful destination. It is definitely an art community. So many artists and creative people, musicians, artists, there's theater, there's uh, historic theaters in the downtown. It's just a creative, vibrant community um, with all kinds of little communities all surrounding it. It's home to the Gila uh, National Forest, the Gila Cliff Dwellings National Monument, the Gila uh, Wilderness Area, which is actually the first wilderness area in the country. So basically you need to go there if you have not been. And if you go there, once you know you're gonna go back again. But, uh, State of New Mexico is known for its art, Santa Fe, Taos, all those places, Albuquerque, but Silver City is also known as an art community. And Victoria said, huh, we need to take this up a level of not just being a community with studios and art events and galleries. We need to take this up a level to actually having a fine art museum. Silver City itself has amazing museums history museums, and also uh, the Membres Pottery Museum at the university. But she said, no, when it comes to being an art destination, a community must have a fine art museum. And that's what she spearheaded and has a group of amazing people working with her for this project to come to fruition. If you've been listening to our show for over the years, you know, you've heard this conversation as it's been growing and working on getting a building, getting donations. They have had a lot of art donated, which is amazing. And it's grown into becoming what is the Southwest Regional Museum of Art and Art Center. So not only a museum, but an art center. So this educational component. 
So I encourage you to go to their website. It's swrm-art.org. Again, that is all linked in the show notes, no matter where you're listening. So um, welcome back to the show, Victoria. Are you ducky? (laughs) (laughs) I'm absolutely ducky. (laughs) But you are a Victoria chick. You should say you're chicky. <laughs> well, Chicky, Chicky doesn't sound as good as uh, as positive Ducky. as Ducky does. I don't yeah. know, but but let's but, uh, it's good to have you back. And it's you know you. every third Saturday we get excited because we always have these amazing conversations about art. And you've taken us around the world in art and taught us so much. But I think that's you know who you are as a person is to educate people on art in the most fun, open way where you allow people to come to their own thoughts and ideas and opinions about whatever they're seeing or experiencing is that part of what spearheaded this, I know there's a community side, which we'll get to, but spearheaded the idea for you about a, having a fine art museum in silver city. Is that education and that um, getting oh, well. people <laughs> to experience art without always being in a gallery or, you know, a festival setting. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I can't, I can't complain uh, or I can't uh, say definitely that I'm the first person that ever came up with the idea for a museum in Silver City. But I have to, I think I'm the only one who's done something about it. So, Mm. So, uh, and I couldn't have done that without a lot of other people being on the board and and coming up with ideas and and working hard to to kind of formulate the business aspect of of having a museum and art center because uh, we want to do we want to provide a, a a fine art museum that will be lasting you know way into the next several centuries we, we we want we want it to be lasting and we want it to be meaningful to the people today and the people tomorrow so we are working um and have worked toward that goal and mm-hmm. right now we have we are we are we have come far enough in our in our process of, of doing this that we are now ready to raise enough money to build to to purchase I, I believe we're going to purchase a a building and not an existing building and transform it into our fine art museum that will will start um start a wonderful uh beneficial uh cultural movement here in in the southwest right now people and pe- people who live here right now even though there's lots of galleries here a lot of people have a desire to see a museum. Well, the only the only choices they have to, to, for doing that is to drive a long ways, you know, four to mm-hmm. seven hours in either direction to get to to f- find a fine art museum because there isn't one in the southwest quadrant of New Mexico, even though there's a lot of museums, really great museums in the north central portion of the state. And unless you really understand what New Mexico looks like geographical, ge- geographically, it might be hard to stand, understand why it takes so long. But New Mexico is divided by, in half almost by the southern Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. So there's no, road, there's no roads or very few roads going through the mountain areas. So you have to go around the mountains. So to get from the, the, the southwest to the north central, 
is, is time consuming. And, and that's, a, that's a huge barrier to, to getting to a museum. It, it doesn't let kids go to museums unless their parents can go. And that's always not possible for parents to take that much time off. Mm. So uh, we, we really feel that, that a museum is very, very important for the, for the I sh- I'm going to use the word local, but when I say local, I mean people in a, in a four or five county area of southern New Mexico. We, this is really important because Silver City itself is a small community. <clears throat> I know it's a city, but it doesn't feel like yes. one. And then you have, it's Grant County, like you're in the Arenas Valley and your Caltrail studio that you have, and you open that up for right. special appointments and events. I know right now it's a, it's, it's different because you're housing a lot of art. I mean, you, you've got a lot of donations that have come in of art that is amazing art. And again, people, if you go to swrm-art.org, you can see some of this art that has already been donated. So the museum experience is already happening. I know you've already sponsored an upcoming event of uh, um, a documentary of a really cool story. We can talk about that at the end of this segment, but the the museum's already working on things and it takes so much effort, number one, to become a nonprofit, then how do you get donations? And I know you've got, we'll talk about that too, but the importance too for, I think it's kind of, it's like you are taking care of balancing out the state and I want to talk about local too, but balancing out the state yeah, and well, its art, yeah. right? Yeah. It's top you're heavy. Right, you're right. <laughs> it's top yeah. heavy. I mean <laughs> well, that in a good you know, way. I, I, I'm so I'm so happy that those early early people that, that lived in that portion of the state um, recognized that. Well, but first of all, they didn't recognize it recognize it as an art destination because, except for the except for artists, because the artists are the people that uh, populated the area, uh, except for and the Indians and the, and the Indians were artists as well. So uh, the, those two groups respected each other's art. So that was that was wonderful, and many people. Many artists went there because they heard it was exotic. They heard the scenery was fabulous. They heard the light was fabulous in New Mexico and so much different than in, than other places in the United States. So it really attracted them. And as they as time passed um, and uh, winters got colder in the north, <laughs> um, and as uh, population changed and, and there was a shift to go to the go to the west. That was where that was where the opportunity was. So uh, gradually, the area became more populous, and when that happened, then art galleries started to, to develop. That wasn't until about the middle of the 20th century, though, and of course, it's grown and grown and grown ever since. Um, but but pe- they, and they, people, when they think of New Mexico art, they generally thinking of, of Santa Fe and Taos. And and de- deservedly so. We are trying to create a similar um, opportunity in the southwest part of the state for people to look at fabulous art and to people to learn from fabulous art and for our local people to engage in doing fabulous art. So um, the museum and the art center is central to that idea. Mm. I love this because it, that's what I was saying, like you're balancing out the state it's not a competitive thing. It's about, hey, no. the South needs to now, it's now time for this area to rise up and have some art. And that's the beauty. I mean, Santa Fe, Taos, it is amazing. And like you're saying, this is history that built this. I mean, I think Santa Fe was one of the first 
um, places as an art market, like an actual designated destination for art where collectors would go to collect and buy in this country, the Santa Fe. Yeah. And um, that just says, okay, we are a state that has this. Our capital did it. The capital building itself has the most amazing collection of art. And look at Albuquerque with its public art and then Taos, of course. And then you go over to Silver City, which has an amazing art collection of public art murals and galleries. But now a fine art museum, what does that do for a community? I know we've talked about this on shows before, but how does that level up versus, you know, hey, let's open more galleries and more studios, which are very important to the actual market and, and sales of art. But I always think a museum adds that, um, for me personally, adds an educational importance and, and value for people to understand I just the value of art, you know, and, right. and learn. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right um, on the educational part of it. Um, uh, museums in general don't have, don't have works of art in them until those, the artist or the, or the particular work of art has been recognized as really significant. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so, the museum museums have already gone through kind of a, a selection process that's different than an art gallery has gone through because museums want quality work, but they also want work that that tells something historically. Something tells something about the the era in which it was done. Um, if you if you've ever taken art history, that's mm -hmm. one of the things that that is usually talked about in art history classes when they show you a slide. <laughs> And uh, or or digital image right now. Um, so art reflects the, the the era in which it's done. It's usually sometimes it reflects the individual, but most often I would say um, that art expresses expresses um, the the thinking of an era and. That's important because we look when you when you, history is important and you look back and you you see the you see what was going on at the time that that this painting was done or this artist was working. There might have been a war. There might have been it might have been prosperous. There might have been a revolution. <laughs> there might have been um, uh, a, a huge like you, know, you go back back into ancient history or you could go to to uh, something where that people were still living a neolithic lifestyle and their work reflects reflects that so there's i mean there's just so much so much you can learn by looking at the artwork of an individual artist or a, of a group of people from a certain period of time mm. and and then the other part of that is if you're interested in making art yourself there's a lot you can learn by by analyzing what other artists have done because artists don't set out necessarily to say, I'm going to paint a pretty picture today. Uh, artists, <laughs> artists generally go have, have this kind of, um, they have an idea. Then they might do a sketch of their idea, but they have several sketches of their idea with changing certain, the way certain things are arranged. 
So you learned about how, how an artist has worked through to get a, the composition that he's finally decided to use or, the, or, or to, to use the colors in whatever color harmony he's, he's decided to use or she has decided to use. So um, there's just a lot you can learn just by, just by looking and analyzing. I mean, you don't have to go that deep. You could just look at a painting or, or a piece of sculpture or a piece of ceramic work or any kind of art object and you could look at it and you could just enjoy it. And there's nothing mm. wrong with that. That's, that's important for you to enjoy that. But you could also you could also go deeper and analyze it if that's what you want to do. Mm. And so there's that part of the museum that opens your mind basically and teaches, yeah, yeah. and the the art center that goes into that too. Because so you know, just put it it to me, it just adds to what Silver City is already as an art community. And when I say that, it's actually like an artist community. So it's a creative yeah. hub. You can find live music, you can, you know, all of that kind of thing. Right. So that that's this, it's a creative center. And, and um, there's artists and musicians living all through the hills. Like literally, there's all these little communities and the communities go out through the mountains. Like what, you know, Victoria, you were saying like, okay, how are parents going to get their kids out? You know, it's a, there's <laughs> so much to getting uh, youth education and even people right. that are, of all ages living out in the boonies. You guys have a bunch of people living in the boonies. Like not a lot of people. <laughs> you have more boonies than you do people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I mean like out in the, you know, that sounded bad, but it, it wasn't meant that way. It, it means out in, in, in the, uh, I I want to say the Bosfeld, now I'm in South Africa, um, out in the countryside, let's put it that way. The New Mexico right. countryside. Um, but you do, I mean, and that's part of the charm of the area. Um, people living out, you know, ranching and just living the small farm life too, and and all kinds of you know different lifestyles. And so, the art center part of that is to educate. And I know that this also appeals to visitors because you have a tourism community too. Right. Um, so the the art the art centers for the education of the people locally in the greater local communities, as I was saying, and the people in the boonies, we like you. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is about, about um, the boonies <laughs> and, <laughs> and who we're, who we're trying to serve, you know, because it, New Mexico is the fifth most, uh, should say the fifth largest state from a, from its square mileage standpoint, fifth largest. And we have a very small population, um, relatively speaking. And a lot of our a lot of our areas is the boonies, you know. So everyone's spread out. So yeah, yeah. Right. So that's 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 fine. Uh, what we want to do, we have some specific ways to that we want to address that. One one of them is, um, well, first of all, just having the museum in Silver City, which is the largest town in, in this, this four county area, just having the museum here makes it, makes it possible for people to get here in an hour rather than four hours or five hours or six hours or seven hours away. So that's, that's one thing. That's not going to help everybody, but it will, will, um, will help a lot of people. The other, the other thing we're going to try and do within a reasonably 
short period of time after we get established is we want to have an art van or an art or like a bookmobile, an art mobile that will go to outlying communities mm -hmm. uh, at regular scheduled periods of time so that we can bring actual art from the museum itself to uh, to to a, 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 a geriatric center or to a, to a senior center or to a school or to a Cub Scout meeting. So we uh, we can have materials with us where we could schedule an art making session. Something that they'll have something when they're done that they can be proud of. Mm. Not does not and I I mean I sound I sound like a snob when I say this. Not something that's made out of macaroni and popsicle sticks. Right. Something that something that they can they can they can take home. It's not a craft. And, it's not a they, craft. And they, no, it's it's something that they can they they have, they have learned something in the process, and they feel sad they can feel satisfied with it. So so that's another aspect. Um, mm -hmm. I think a third a third aspect is is that we want to have after school programs for students here in 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 these the, the two the two school districts that are closest to us, and. Um, that's cool. You know, art 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 making in in public schools has really suffered, <laughs> along with music and some other some other yeah. creative um, kinds of um, endeavors. Um, right now, a lot of the art programs get dropped from schools after after grade school or after junior high school. Uh, we want to rectify that and offer after-school programs for for kids that are interested, and that would be a daily thing mm. during the week, or maybe wow. a Saturday class, Saturday class too. So there's a lot of a lot of things we want to do educationally for younger people and for the community in general. Um, that's amazing, though. But you know, when you think about the education component, right? That is such a huge part of it. Um, so you're helping, you know, the the kids, the school kids. You're helping others as well on that part. But um, so this is where an actual. I know you're looking at the mobile unit going out, but an actual right. building is going to be crucial for this museum to yes. be what yes. you want it to be. You can't. You can have virtual museums, but there's something about seeing art in its full form. <laughs> like I've, you know, I've yeah. looked at your art that. You have like the horses, right? You have the horses in your living room. Yeah, that's a yep. huge painting. And on screen, I can't get the same. I mean, it's beautiful, right? And I look at it on screen. But if I was standing there and seeing them, you you bring the magnificence of the horse because it's so big. It's like horses yep. have that yep. magnificence. And so to me, I want to stand there in that magnificence and same with sculpture, <laughs> sculpture. There's so much detail. I mean, you yeah. have to, how can it, there's some things that virtual is fantastic. It is. And right now you have that and it's something great that people can see, but I do want to go in a building and just spend time actually being in the presence of that. Look at how many people go to the Louvre to see Mona Lisa. I mean, you can see Mona yeah. Lisa on your screen anywhere. Yes. You can like make a t-shirt with her, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. But there's a difference actually seeing the Mona Lisa. It's the, Ab you know, and she, she's my name, you know, she's got my name. So, you know, it's important. <laughs> you but, know, Lisa, the, one of the things that, that a lot of people who, who, will, who are not into art, let's say, one, there's a misconception that they have um, that the only reason you want to have an art center or an art museum is for artists. And that's not true. Um, many people, many, I mean, I think I personally think everybody can benefit by going to an art museum. I, I know that you, if you go to a museum that has thousands and thousands of things in it, if you saw one thing that really caught your attention that re you really enjoyed looking at that, I call that a good trip to an art museum, because every time you go, you're going to have a different reaction from the time before. The other thing is, as far as making art goes, um, not everybody that that is not an artist, um, I can't I'm say this better, not every, every, artists for everybody, basically. Mm -hmm. Even people who think, who think they're not going to be artists because so many other endeavors in life are benefited by visual learning. And I, uh, um, for instance, I talked to my dentist, I, and he said he used he used art or, or, or drawing all the time he was in dental school because it helped him remember the, the, the fine points of what he was looking at. Or I, I, another guy I know who was a, who's a mechanical engineer, he used art all the time um, for designing. Mm -hmm. um, he had to he when he was thinking about processes you know what what happens what happens after this process is, as the conveyor belt goes around you know they have to be able to visualize and this is important in so many areas of of life uh, of work um, that mm. you, we need to get away from the idea that if you if you take a drawing class you want you must want to be an artist that's not exactly true. Mm. um uh let's see um well i agree i because i also want to i always say creativity is the basis of of life right it's part of it right i mean obviously we all have the other things but like i always i always go to this if you are going to hire an accountant you want the creative one. You don't want the one who keeps them within the lines. You want the creative one who knows the lines and then knows how to color outside of them. So you can not have to pay all the taxes, right? And still do yeah. it legally. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just giving that imprint because creativity is so important. And a lot of people don't realize they even have it. They don't even, right. it, it's, it, it, I think we should start calling it as one of our senses. I really do because <laughs> yeah. it's that important. And I think museums, you could go to an art museum and be, maybe have a big business presentation, some corporate thing, right? And um, well, you have to wear high heels and I don't want to ever. <laughs> and you have this big thing and you go to Silver City for a relaxing thing. You know, you have this coming up, but you need a break so you can think and rejuvenate. Let's just think about this. People have this as an example, right? right? You're stressed out. You have this big presentation coming up. You're, all these thoughts are going through your head. You're going nuts, right? And you can't mm -hmm. sort them out because all of these things are going on. Is it creative? Some of it is, right? 
And then some of it is just like, I have to get this done. You have that ugly voice in your head going, don't do the really creative one because you're going to bomb. It's not going to work. That's too outside the box, right? You need to do the proven method for the sale. No, then you go away. And no matter what, even while you're on this vacation, this beautiful, beautiful place, that's ticking, that little time bomb is ticking in the back of your head. I know this happens to just about so, I mean, I'm not gonna say everyone, but so many people when they travel, it's still there. That little thing in the back of your head's going, yeah, 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 yeah. And you need to get to a place where you actually can diffuse that little ticking time bomb. Silver City's a good place. But if you go to a place where, hey, you can relax in nature and nature is that intense, you're going to start to diffuse that time bomb and you're going to start to think and you're going to do it clearly. Now, when you can go into a place, have nature be that present and you can diffuse that way, then have a creative experience. You are on your path to rejuvenate your soul, body, mind and spirit. And that creativity is going to come back where you can go, heck yeah, I can take that creative idea, but I'm going to triple fold it with this, 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 this. I got a plan. You're excited. You're rejuvenated. And if you have the, you have the energy to execute. I'm just saying that's what can happen when you <laughs> yeah. go to a museum. You know what I mean? Well, yes. And, and, and one of the things that we want to do, you mentioned tourists. One of the things that we want to do, one of the programs we want to have is, is, art tourism so that people can make a reservation to come and and work in our, our, our art studio for a day, for a week, for a month. Uh, they can be individuals, they could be a family. And they as part of the a part of the the, la- the larger package, like that they're for here for weeks or months, a month, they we can arrange for them to visit cultural sites. We can arrange for them to to uh, experience um, the art making as much as they want um, that we can arrange for them. If they're, if they're more of a professional level, we'll even arrange for them to meet local artists who are interested in the same thing so that they can, they can meet people from silver city and have, you know, have a good time that way talking about their favorite kind of art. So there's a lot of, a lot of uh, interfacing. There's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of, um, possibilities for for working out if even if they're not artists if for working out uh problems on paper with whatever media they want to work with Hmm. and really really enjoying themselves that's awesome and our and travelers now really want to have a a, a true experience it's experiential travel it's travel that's transformational that's a big deal that's happening they you know we don't want just um a memory we want a memorable memory no. right one that made a change a positive change in our life right and you know what i think that people that live here i one thing one of the things that was very attractive to me when i first thought about moving here and came to visit the town a couple of times was that people always say where are you from uh and why are you here? <laughs> kind of those kind of questions. What, How did why you get did you here? Yeah. To, why did Why did you decide to visit here? And then you start, and then, and they can come up. They say, "Have you seen such and such?" You know, "Oh, you need to go there." And so there's there's an interchange. There's a friendliness. There's a genuine uh, desire to to meet 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 people. 
and to um, and to have a good time, mm. show them around. So I, I um, one, that's one of the things that really attracted me after after visiting here was that that it was such a friendly community. Mm. I, I want to go. It is a it's a wonderful community, and you have such a rich history and art and architecture and nature. I mean, it's it's got it. I mean, quality of life is key there. Um, I do want right. to go back to a couple of things on the museum, and then I want to talk about the campaign that you guys are working on to get a building. Okay. Um, one thing okay. is that I know you guys are working on actually having a permanent collection, but then also rotating displays once you have a building. That is something you'll be able to do properly, right? Where here's a permanent collection, but move things around. Mm. Tell us about that. Okay. Our, well, this got started really when I had this idea. It was kind of selfish because, because I, as, as you know, and uh, some, of, some of your listeners may remember that I've been collecting uh, prints of various mm -hmm. kinds for, gosh, almost 50 years now. And I have quite a collection. Um, uh, I, I wanted to. I was concerned of what would happen to my collection after I died, so I decided to. I would. Do, I would donate them to to um, a museum. But at that time, that was that was only an idea because there was no museum. There was not a, not a hint of a museum at that time. So I, I talked to some other people I knew who had collect, collected things, um, and they said, oh, yeah, we're almost in the same boat, or we think that's a good idea. But anyway, a lot of people responded to the idea of gifting their collections, um, sometimes before we're dead, sometimes you know, after, after they passed away, they would leave them, leave them to, the, to the museum. And so the, the collection has grown. It has grown... Um, too much <laughs> because right yeah. now everything's in, everything's in storage. I don't see how we could actually take any more right now physically because we don't have room uh, in our storage area. <clears throat> but um, we we are accepting donations for the future, and we are yeah. having people write write you know a deed of a deed of gift, but it's but it's in the future. So there's so we have literally. Um, I don't want to put it. I don't want to put a value on it because value is kind of changing. So I would say we have um, probably to choose from for for curated exhibits from a permanent collection. Right now we have close to a thousand pieces of art of various wow. kinds. No way. Not all paint. Not all paintings. Not all prints. Some of them are pots. Some of them are. Uh, glass. Some of them are uh, sculpture. Um, anyway, but people that people want to give. It's it's a quality, and almost every piece that we have been gifted uh, now or uh, gifted it for in the future, that artist that produced that work ha has already has works in in other major museums. So it's, these are top quality artists. And they've given us top, top quality um, examples of their work. So we're really, really thrilled with with what we have so far. What we what um, we can do, we can break that up because we don't want to just put a bunch of stuff up on a wall. <laughs> Nobody learns from that. So 
what we are doing when we have when we get closer to opening up, we we have we'll have curators by that time, and the curators would develop exhibitions on on themes, and um, there'll be there'll there'll be a, a narrative to the exhibit so that you can learn. Uh, it might be a, a, um, a historical narrative, you know, where it goes through time, or it might be something uh, a bunch of artwork that expresses a certain way of working or artwork that um, of, of one man, how he, like a retrospective of work of that mm -hmm. person. Uh, so there's all kinds of different ways um, curators develop exhibitions, but they're all meant to be educational and they're all meant to be arranged. So everything is uh, set off to its advantage. In, and, and, and the I was going to say that on top of that, with these curations, moving exhibits, you know, permanent and then rotating yeah. exhibits, right? That you also yeah. have um, goals in regards to art education, like sponsoring art education, like with movies and art talks, lectures, yeah. like what you're doing right now with this month, you have a um, right. event, a, a documentary showing that you're, you're, you're sponsoring. Yes, this is this is exciting because it, it's so Silver City. <laughs> we we have there's a movie there's a movie that we're going to uh, show here uh, called the thief the thief collector, and this is a, this is partly a true story, and partly based on uh, journals that were left by the, the supposed thieves the thief collectors after they died. And it just it sh it shows. Anyway, these people had a had an adrenaline filled life, <laughs> and and they lived just outside of Silver City, <laughs> and they were low they were low key people. Uh, they had their neighbors thought they were great. They <laughs> they uh, thought they were interesting people. They really liked them. Um, anyway, um, they they died and. Uh, we have a we have a, a group of people that own three three guys that own this used furniture place and they were called by a relative of these these supposed thieves to do an inventory of the house and to you know disperse it so uh, um, so they so they went to investigate the house see what was in it and it was um, a lot of kind of mid century furniture nothing nothing too extravagant uh, inside the house. But they they and they started putting it in their truck and they they estimated how much it was cost. They had they loaded their truck, but they looked behind the door in one of the bedrooms, and there was a painting behind the door. Um, mm -hmm. They didn't recognize they did not recognize it initially, and so they it was starting to rain. So they took this painting and put it on top of all the other <laughs> furniture to protect the furniture. So, so um, anyway, they got back and as they know. Silver City, we, despite the fact that we are in the country, we, Silver City is a town of lots and lots of very intelligent people, well-read mm -hmm. uh, people that, that people have, that are very educated. And so the first person that came into these people's business after they were removed the stuff from the truck came in and said, oh, is that a de Kooning? <laughs> and they said, they said no, no. It's, it's probably it's probably it's a, just a reproduction. So 
uh, and then somebody else came in and said, hey, I'll give you $200,000 for that. Ooh. And that looks like a decuning. That, that looks like a decuning. And so that when, he, when he said $200,000 and he was willing to write a check out uh, then, <laughs> they thought they better investigate it a little more. So, so they went online and they found this painting online and a picture of it that had been stolen 30 years ago from the University of Arizona Art Museum. Amazing. And uh, so, so, so there's a story about that, but there's a story about the thieves in the movie. And then there's, we've, we've invited the three guys responsible for the return of the painting to the museum. Which is their terrible. story of, find, of finding, and I mean, it is, it's so amazing. I mean, so unbelievable. And it's, it's so wonderful. I mean, everybody is so proud of these guys because they're so honest. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't want. They didn't want any reward. They didn't want. They didn't want lawyers getting involved. You know, they just. They just wanted to give it back. And so the movie is. The movie is about that. And they're going to be talking about their experiences right after the film is over. So we are looking forward to that. It's going to be on June twenty eighth. And oh, um, cool! I, Very I, cool. We've been selling tickets. Tickets. Tickets because it's, it's a. Um, it's a private function to raise money for, for the museum, for our museum. And so uh, tickets are $20 and I've got seven tickets left. <laughs> as of so, now, as of now. As of so right every, now. As, yeah. again, everyone go to the website, swrm-art.org, but let's get a little bit bigger on this. Um, you can see the trailer have, to the movie. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna give a trailer to you. You, you want more than a movie ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you, you want a building and so you are yeah. really working on a big fundraising a capital campaign to purchase what we, what we really yeah yeah go ahead go what ahead. we cap, capital campaign usually has uh two phases one is the quiet phase and that and then in the quiet phase we're hoping to get really large uh donations from people who are interested in art interested in community um interested in culture in general and who have the means to um, give us $50,000 or $100,000, okay? We don't expect very many of those, but th that's the quiet phase. And we talk to people, mainly, we're not asking for money. Mainly, we, we, want, we want to talk to people who are truly interested in the, in the value of a museum and an art center. And so that's then after that that phase is over, we just we opened up for the general public and we asked for donations of any amount, and we appreciate everything. We want to get hopefully we would get in the first one. Um, we were we're going to try and get two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then we feel that will be matched by the by just general donations from everybody, and it's going to take about five hundred thousand dollars for us to purchase a building. Uh, we could build our own, but but generally speaking, with the cost of construction, it's it's less expensive. Uh, we can get more square footage by buying in a building that's already uh, yeah. erected. And that makes sense so, too. And and you have some yeah. amazing buildings and architecture right. that would go hand in hand. So you're looking for like you're reading on the website, like at least seven thousand square feet is what you need to house what you have. Yeah. And then be able right. to do the center and everything else and events and right. all of right. that. Right. Right. Okay. Well, people. That, that's true. Yeah. Because 7,000 feet sounds, sounds 
for some people that will sound really huge and for other people not but but it's it's sort of like a, a it's a basic a basic square footage um and within that space we could probably half of that will be exhibition space and the rest of it some of it will be our library we we haven't talked about the library we've got this mm. wonderful art research library that's been donated to us and um it's it's going to be fabulous to be able for people to be able to have access to all these art books but and, and um that's amazing too and that's I thought it was interesting because of the last name Flanders, because I was going into Flanders Fields, C.W. Flanders yes. Art Research Library. Um, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really, really, really nice man. And um, he heard about the museum a few years ago and he called me up and said, would you guys be interested in, in having a lot of books, <laughs> art books? And, you know, I, I wasn't sure what he meant by a lot of art books, but, but I mean, the, we we there's still some we haven't cataloged we've we've cataloged over 1500 and wow. there's still a lot more to catalog um wow. some of them are out some of them are out of print some of them are there's a couple of them that are rare books um and these these are it's not going to be like a lending library um because we need to keep them there to, for for our our staff to do research but um but anybody yeah. uh, can come in and, and browse through them that's nice. And people come in. I mean, that's that's the beauty of having an educational space, too, is, you know, we were just at a battlefield the other day and they had a whole room just dedicated as here's the archives and the, the library. And if you need something special, it's huge. I mean, this was the most important Civil War battle of the West um, right. battlefield. Right. And they had all the diaries, which is insane. Like, you could oh, go yeah, be the men's stuff. And it's like, you mean I can actually go look at my ancestors here? Yeah, you can. And I think that's so huge. And to be able to go and read, and sometimes, you know, there's something about going to a library and not being in your usual space because you have to, sometimes you need to jolt out of your comfort zone to learn. Yeah. If you're in your same space and you start playing with your cat and, you know, drinking your coffee, <laughs> looking outside, you know, you know how it is. I'm talking our language there. Um, yeah, yeah. And you can get distracted. But when you're in a library, it's like, yeah, I better get down to business. Let's get it. You know, everybody's focused. <laughs> you're in a focused room. And then if you start shenanigans, the library says you need to shush and or get out. So it's kind of this, um, that, that's an important thing, I, I think, having these spaces as we get so digitally I mean, we're so digital, which I'm not against, but I'm like, yeah. we need to find this balance and to have places, these tactile places, we're, we're going to, we, we need them as human beings need yeah. tactile well, real I, I, things. I, I, almost, almost all the artists I know love art books because we are tactile for the most part and we're visual. And um, when you, I mean, when you look at a book, you see a reproduction of a book, let's say. And of course, you're looking at a high quality reproduction and you can see the color and you can see the arrangement, et cetera, et cetera. You can't, they can't necessarily sense the texture of, of it, uh, of the page or, or whatever it is you're looking at. And then if you look at, look at that uh, same thing on computer, you're, you're actually getting, it's another layer between you and the original. So yeah. 
I think I think anytime you can see the original or close to it, you know, you're just you're better off. Um, you just you just you gain more from it from a visual standpoint. Well, that's why I think having an actual museum is a huge deal. And you don't being it, you know. And I love galleries, so I ain't knocking that at all. I we need galleries. Oh, no, we galleries, need, we need, galleries are great. We need the retail yeah. spots. Okay, this is that that right. is um yeah we need that our our artists need that um so just saying the the sales portion for artists is very yeah. huge but there's something about being able to just take your time to look it's mm -hmm. like if you want to go yeah. to a gallery don't take someone with you that is impatient and doesn't have <laughs> you know what i mean you want to go to you sound, like, you sound like you can speak of experience <laughs> i i can't yeah like sometimes you just like wow i just want to sit and look at this for a while and yeah. I think, you know, it, it going to a gallery, having events like you're doing can be life-changing. It can be absolutely life-changing. I know um, Tanya Ortega, the founder of the National Parks Arts Foundation that creates mm -hmm. all these amazing programs for artists to, to have an artist residency in national parks for a full month across the country. Bring her up. Right. She was at a museum. I believe it was a museum. If it was a gallery, I'm sorry. But this is why I talk about life changing she saw a painting of a fish a fish changed her life <laughs> we now have this well, nonprofit because of that fish like you know the ripple effect well, he's it, it, got a yeah. whole story behind it and that's her story to tell but it was right. one painting that she physically it moved her physically emotionally and yeah. physically moved her and then she was like that's it everything I thought I was doing. That's it. This is what I'm doing. And it moved her. And she's an amazing photographer, by the way, just incredibly, just brilliant. Um, I don't, I don't even know how she comes up with what she does. It's insanely cool. But um, that's the point, how art can change and move you. And it's so important. It's important for business people to get out there. It's important for kids. It's important for everybody yeah. to get away from the normal humdrum of life. The more that that comfort zone I was talking about, that's the importance of libraries to be able to have access. Right. Um, and and in a community like yours in Silver City, you are on the boonies, sorry, in in a good way, which is the appeal of it. But are you going to have all those books for the artists that are in your community? You need that. So I, I think yes. this is fantastic. So everyone, please go to the website, swrm-art.org. You can donate through there. So there's a link at the bottom page and I'll have it in the show notes too, the link for donations. But this is going through um, an organization, uh, the Grant County Community Foundation. There's a fund that is set up. This is a normal thing that nonprofits go through. She, you know, Victoria said they are a nonprofit, but then there's this whole other fundraising thing that has to go through another one until you get to the other level of a nonprofit. It's called Red Tape. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is all legit. It's all cool. And it's through a foundation and a foundation's job is to raise funding for their community. It is called Grant County Community Foundation. That's what it's for. So uh, they take the money in for the museum. Have I got that straight, Victoria? <laughs> you do. And, and not only do you take it in, they give it to us afterwards. Uh, yeah, we so, like that so, part a lot too. That's yeah, very that's, important. That's Thank even, you for adding that. That's even better part. Yeah. Right. Yes, that so, is. Yes. Yeah. 
They're that, very good, and they keep, they, keep, they keep track of all our donors and make sure that we know who they are so that we send thank you letters to them. And uh, we, they make sure that they get a, a, uh, a statement that they could use for uh, IRS if they want to deduct their gift from their income taxes. Yeah. And please send your accountant to the art museum. <laughs> that creativity boost, I'm just saying. Well, thank you so yeah. much, Victoria, for what you're doing for Silver City and everyone that is on your board and working and supporting you. Um, we need to oh. be a big shout out because this is not one person is being paid from this. This is an all volunteer effort to make something Absolutely. work. And yeah. um, that's a beautiful thing when you see it. Um, and as it grows, people do get paid. That's another beauty of these kinds of things. So don't think nonprofits are not job providers. They are. Um, so that's right. another thing. Yeah. They are a business. That, they just yeah. are tax free, you know? It's just that the board of directors never gets anything monetarily. And um, we do have to, we will be hiring uh, professionals to run the museum because we're not expert in that. We're only, we're only instigators. <laughs> so, and yeah. we are there to make, to make sure that it's operated in a business-like way. And so that, so that it will be, it, everybody can enjoy it and it will last and last and last. I love it. I love it. Everyone, victoriachick.com to look at Victoria's work. Also go to swrm-art.org. All the links are in the show notes. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. We'll be chatting with Victoria next third Saturday, as we always do. And who knows what our topic is going to be. I have some ideas. Um, <laughs> I'll just, just wait till you hear where we are, Victoria. I, I forgot to tell you before we recorded, but when you hear where we are, you're going to flip. All right. Thank you so oh. much, everyone, for joining <laughs> us. Take care. And we will hear, uh, we'll be back here on the third Saturday. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Lisa. Bye-bye.